everyone, and welcome back to Processions. To finish up week two of this show, I'm going to be reading from someone who I decidedly, let's just say, disagree with. Borderline really uh, hate. And that is Giorgio Agamben. Um, Agamben, of course, is the Italian philosopher famous for recently uh, basically denying the existence of COVID, calling it the common flu, and then um, resisting measures of lockdown, especially in the early moments in Italy. And so um, I'm going to be reading from one of his books in the Homo Soccer series and a later book at that, the one that is a, quite a bit longer than most of his books, which is The Use of Bodies, which has been translated by Adam Kotzko. And um, I'm going to be reading from the epilogue. And uh, we're going to talk about and reflect on the way he figures the world through this text. And so it, it'll be from pages 272 to 273. Agamben writes, Just as the tradition of metaphysics has always thought the human being in the form of an articulation between two elements, nature and logos, body and soul, animality and humanity. So also has Western political philosophy always thought politics in the figure of the relation between two figures, that it is a question of linking together, bare life and power, the household and the city, violence and institutional order, enemy or anarchy, and law, multitude and people. From the perspective of our study, we must instead attempt to think humanity and politics as what results from the disconnection of these elements and investigate not the metaphysical mystery of conjunction, but the practical and political one of their disjunction. Let us redefine relation as what constitutes its elements by presupposing them together as unrelated. Thus, for example, in the couple's living being language, constituent power, constituted power, bear life, law, it is evident that the two elements are always mutually defined and constituted through their oppositional relation. And as such, they cannot pre-exist it, and yet the relation that unites them presupposes them as unrelated. What we have defined in the course of this study as the ban is the link, at once attractive and repulsive, that links the two poles of the sovereign exception. We call a potential destituent that is capable of always deposing ontological political relations in order to cause a contact, in Cauley's sense, to appear between their elements. Contact is not a point of tangency, nor a quid or a substance in which two elements communicate. It is defined only by an absence of representation, only by a seishura. Where relation is rendered destitute and interrupted, its elements are in the sense in contact, because absence of every relation is exhibited between them. Thus, at the point where a destituent potential exhibits the nullity of the bond that pretended to hold them together, bare life and sovereign power, enami and nomos, constituent power and constituted power, are shown to be in contact without any relation. But precisely for this reason, what has been divided from itself and captured in the exception, life, enami, anarchic potential, now appears in its free 
and intact form. I think I'm going to start by contextualizing and reconstituting Agamben's argument here. Agamben starts from a critique, actually, in a critique of what he calls Western political philosophy that is really concerned with dialectical and dyadic relations, right? This mutually constituted dialectic of mediated oppositions, of law and anarchy, of multitude and people, of bare life and power, of household and city, what we could say of particular and universal, to use perhaps more Hegelian language. And Agamben comes at this from a critique of the essential dialectical historical process because he sees that as a totalizing process of sovereignty, power relation, and ultimately of exclusion. And I, I want to say he's right in some senses. The, the dialectic is based in violence of other and otherness. It's based in exclusion as the problematic right? And, and to recall my Hegel reading of the inner defect of difference that needs necessarily to be synthesized in contradiction over time into this macro problem of dialectics, of a historical motor that comes out of that problem of inner defect, of imminent difference. And so while honoring the, the critique, I, I suppose, which I didn't necessarily expect myself to do is to honor some impulses in Giorgio Gambin. I want to then really uh, open up his problem of what he calls destituent potential to, uh, sadly, a, a similar issue that he identifies in dialectical violence, which is that his central drive here is to establish a contact, right? a contact between these dyadic relations that are not representative, that are not mediated, right? He's explicitly rejecting relation as a product of mediation. So two things come into contact. That relation is dialectically mediated by the representation of their opposition. And this is, of course, the very Hegelian problematic that we could articulate in multiple ways. And we could identify its univocal premises of this or that substance coming into encounter. But in order to get out of this, what Agamben essentially does is he says, no, no, relations and this is actually, these relations are actually null. They're nothing. It's pure absence. They're not representation. Abstraction itself is not the reproducing of this thing or that thing, of this substance or that substance. It is pure absence. And as a political project, he wants to identify, disconnect those relations from one another and render them fully unrelated through nothingness, through absence. And in so doing, demonstrate that they come into a pure contact because abstraction itself is, is invalid. It's, it's nullity, it's, it's, it's absence.
And out of that absence, he gets his full in-contact, intact life, the full anarchic potential of life in its free form. And what I want to make really clear here is that what Agamben is doing is profoundly exclusionary and explicitly antagonistic to relationality as such because he sees all relation as pure violence, right? This is a very importantly Schmidian move. Relation as such is about friend and enemy. It's pure violence. It's, it's also Hegelian. It's pure force. And this is where I think we have to turn Agamben back on himself. He's firmly within this dialectical dyadic encounter. He's just saying and denying its relational form, right? Really, closing his ears, going la la la, our politics is about purely excluding at the level of its very composition abstractions basis for collectivity and instead looking for an anarchic collectivity in that antagonistic exclusion which if we're going to think back to schmidt again is precisely what rendering mediation null is about it's about finding some coagulant contact in identifying and excluding mediation and abstraction as a constitutive form of our being. There's a reason why Agamben studied, of course, with Heidegger, right, who, who does something similarly with media. It's inauthentic, right? It's, it's, pure, it's absence. It's, it's an inauthenticity, to use, of course, Heidegger's terminology. We can tie this back to readings of Heidegger and, and Schmidt that, you know, we need to, we can tie this back to, of course, Heidegger and Schmidt's Nazism as political and ontological thinkers. And this pure anarchic form of life in which Agamben is dedicated, I think we can see come into being in his literal rejection of COVID and the necessity for the mediation of life that that this collective relational problem unveiled. He can't he practiced his destituent potential in his identifications with COVID denialism because you have to deny the need for abstraction and mediation to think the pure anarchic form of life that Agamben wishes to make thinkable because the need for collective relation in his eyes can only be itself genocidal. And I have to say, I think if any ontology is worth its salt, it needs to stand up to the lived experience of our collective world. And his certainly does not. We might even say it makes, renders natural the death and destruction and violence of this very collective problem that we've been living through. And so with that, I think we must reject his work and all of its premises without 
going as far as saying that he himself is some bastion of evil. Um, I think he has identified that the dialectical encounter is itself violent, but it's not enough to just identify that and try and find your way out through an imminent contact, which is precisely the problem of the dialectic in the in the first place. So you have to you have to zoom out and really think about the way meta operations of mediation and collectivity and caretaking as a problem of collective relation can transcend the zero-sum premises of any dialectical encounter. And with that, um, I'll see you next week. <laughs>